welcome back to the 13914 podcast sponsored by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so glad you have joined my conversation today and I can't wait for you to hear what God has put on my heart to share with you. So let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is our last week of March. Actually, it's only like two days left of March, but it's our last uh, week for the Women of the Bible series, which I'm super excited to end with because we are talking about Esther, and Esther is like one of my favorite books of the Bible. So this is going to be a little bit of a long one, so make sure you have your coffee Maybe have a notebook to take some notes, and we're going to dive in uh, here about Esther in a minute. But before we get to that, I want to let you guys know that I have an email list now. Yay! Uh, The link is below. Please, please, please sign up for that so I can send you a monthly email about future content, what's going on, um, even link some stuff up to my website because I am creating some new content that I can't wait for you guys to see. So definitely uh, go to that link, click it, and sign up for my email list. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'm always posting stuff about the podcast on there, about myself, behind the scenes, some goofiness, some seriousness, all the things in between. But of course, I also want you to listen to a message from our sponsors. So let's check out what Limitless has for us today. Hey, it's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Yes, as I say every episode, definitely check out Limitless. They have some great shows. I know that their show um, about living with chronic pain is a really popular one and it's very real talking about their story that they've gone through uh, Robbie and Sammy of this whole journey of chronic pain that Robbie got from a uh, car accident years ago and they're still dealing with that stuff today it is a little bit more explicit with the language but it is real and it's raw and their story is kind of amazing Um, so definitely go check that out now It is time for the episode I have been waiting to talk to you guys about, and that is the book of Esther. Yay! I'm doing a little bit of a happy dance. Um, So let's talk about who Esther is. First of all, Esther isn't even her birth name. Her birth name is Hadassah, which is absolutely beautiful. I absolutely love it because she is Jewish. Now, the difference with some of the other women in the Bible uh, previous to her is she has grown up in exile. She is not um, in Israel. This is past that time. Uh, Israel has been broken up, has been conquered, and all the Jewish Israelites have been scattered to the winds. And she was born in exile in a city called Susa. And her parents, we don't know what happened to them. We just know that they are no longer around. They either passed away or maybe imprisoned. We have no clue. Um, but she has been raised by her uncle, Mordecai. And Hadassah, from what we understand, is this beautiful woman. And as her story progresses in the book, she is chosen 
among probably hundreds of women, maybe even thousands of women, across the nation to go to the palace to be put through this beauty contest uh, to possibly be the next queen in Susa because the previous queen disobeyed her husband and he didn't like that and he got a little mad and listened to some not so smart men stupid people pretty much and exnate her out we don't know if he killed her or if he just exiled her or what but he pretty much divorced her and he's trying to find a new wife now Hadassah is a Jewish name and Mordecai was very scared of her going into this with a Jewish name so he said hey to keep you safe let's give you a Persian-esque name something that is not Jewish and so they changed her name to Esther and that's who she becomes throughout the rest of the story now she does become queen he he chooses her after like it's like a year of beauty treatment. So she goes through a year of beauty treatments, which to me just sounds ugh, painful. I am not someone who likes to go through beauty treatments at all. You're lucky if I wear makeup half the time because I just don't see the point of painting my face. Like God made my beautiful face. It might not be like Hollywood perfect and no wrinkles and no blemishes, but... That's not realistic. Realism is having some of those blemishes, having those wrinkles as you get older, um, looking natural. So that's that's my perspective on makeup, which we can always talk about that more about that later on. Not that you shouldn't wear makeup. That is a totally your choice. But my own personal perspective is I am not a fan of makeup. I'll wear it every once in a while, but not every single day. Um, but anyways. So she went through these this year of beauty treatments and gets chosen as the queen. Now, Esther, of course, is our heroine in this story. Uh, and there always is some sort of villain half the time when it comes to uh, these stories in the Bible. And I know I'm using characterization that we use in like our fiction stories, but just remember the Bible is real. We are characters in our own story. There are heroes and villains in all the stories of history. uh, And we can use those terms with everyone in history. Like if we think about uh, American Revolution, in our minds, we were the heroines and British, the British were the villains. In the British's mind, we were the villains and they were the heroes. So we can still use those terms even for realistic people. I just want to make sure I go through that because I don't want you to think that these are fictional characters that I'm talking about. They're not. Esther was real. Uh, Mordecai and uh, King Xerxes and all of them were real character or were real people in the biblical times. So with that, moving on. Um, so she gets chosen and there is a villain in the story and his name is Haman and Haman does not like the Jewish people. He despises, actually hates, like hates Mordecai with a passion. He just, he wants to get rid of the Jewish people and Haman actually manipulates and convinces King Xerxes, who is, uh, he's said to be a very not so sober king most of the time. So more than likely he was inebriated and and Haman convinced him to make an edict to kill off the Jews. 
Like, one day, the Jewish people can't, like, in the edict, the Jewish people cannot protect themselves. They are to just let themselves be killed, pretty much, is what the edict is. And uh, Mordecai finds out about this edict, and he goes to Esther. And he says, hey, this is what's happening. You need to do something about it. You need to save our people. And that's where one of my favorite verses from this story comes from. And that is chapter four, verse 14. And it says, I'm going to read you the whole verse and then I'll tell you what's like my favorite part. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I'm going to say that part again. It's my favorite part of the verse. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I love that verse because I think it is one that we can kind of take out and also apply to our lives. Not royal position. It's We would kind of have to reword it. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, what if, what if God put me where I'm at in this job or in this city or in this school or in this place or with these people for such a time as this? I think it's a question we can all ask ourselves no matter where we are in our life or what age or anything from our elementary ages all the way up to when we're elderly and in our in our golden years why what the who knows but that you have come to wherever you are for such a time as this and I love that Esther, the book of Esther, points that out. And that's actually Mordecai talking to Esther. Now, in the end, of course, if you've read this book, Esther uh, gets the courage. She fasts. She does everything she needs to do. Goes to her husband, who, mind you, could have killed her for going to him without being called. She had to have a sense of bravery and and, and determination to go in front of her husband because if he was mad at her for coming in front of her, he could have killed her. But he didn't. He didn't. He allowed her to come in front of him. He uh, put extended the golden scepter or whatever scepter he has to say, no, you can come forth. And she comes forth and she goes to this elaborate plan of like uh, (laughs) banquets and, and different things. And she finally tells him, if you let this edict pass, you are killing my people. And the king's like, what do you mean I'm killing your people? She's like, I am Jewish. He's like, who did this? And it's like, Haman. And Haman's at the banquet, of course, with him. And Haman gets really scared and he's a dumb dumb and like, falls on top of her pretty much, like begging her. But when the king sees this, he thinks he's trying to uh, take advantage of the queen. And so um, he kills him, pretty much. And there's a lot of other things within the story, like how Haman and Mordecai, uh, their battle between each other, uh, and, and how Esther 
or how Mordecai saves the king. And there's all these other little things. So if you've never read Esther, please read it. It's only 10 chapters. But the main part of the story is the deliverance of the Jewish people from um, being killed. And at the end of the story, they create a new edict saying on that day when these people might try to come and kill you, you can defend yourself and and uh, essentially kill them as well. And that created a celebration that the Jewish people have called Purnum. I think I'm saying that right. And, and Esther is kind of that story telling it. Now, with Esther, there are some things you need to understand. It is not a love story, number one. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, every book of the Bible is, quote unquote, a love story between God and his people. But this is not a love story between Esther and King Xerxes. If you've ever seen the movie called One Night with a King, uh, it very much paints it as a love story. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I love watching that movie. I think it's fantastically made. But... They took some liberties and very much made it a kind of love story. And Esther is not a love story. It isn't. It is about saving the Jewish people because kings and queens did not marry for love. They either married for advantage of um, like, oh, oh, it is when two countries come together. Alliances. There we go. Uh, they marry for alliances or they marry pretty much for lust. Uh, it was rare for like an actual like love match to happen back in biblical times and even throughout the ages until a couple decades ago. Um, I actually talk about that in one of my episodes in Define Single. Uh, so if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to uh, my Define Single series and you will hear about that, I think, in the first episode in about culture. So it's not a love story. The other thing that we need to understand about this book is God is not mentioned once. Like at all. Like if you when you read it, if you haven't yet, when you read the story, you will not see the word God. You will not see the word Lord. You will not see anybody like praying to the father. Um, none of those words are found in this book. Now, they do talk about fasting uh, for two or three days, which is something that um, you would do to pray to God. So there's a possibility that. They were seeking God's presence, uh, God's presence during this book, but it is not specifically talked about. And actually, this book, Esther, did not um, almost did not make the canon of the Bible because of it, because of God not being mentioned at all. And people thought it was fictional and and all these things. But as time progressed and as people looked more and more into Esther, uh, they started finding evidence that it was real and they started to realize why this book actually is very important. And that's because God uses all people and situations to his glory, even when it might look like he's not there. Because think, think about life. Think about everything that's going on in our lives. Every single situation that is happening in this world, whether the person is 
seeking after God or not, God is a part of it. And, and I'm not saying that God is a part of like doing the bad things. But God is in the situation trying to help us move towards a better, better version of ourselves. So sin happens. So just recently, just recently, we had the horrible, horrible um, shooting of the Asian, uh, of the Asian, uh, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting my word, people. There we go. And that was sin. That was sin coming into this person or people who did the shooting and, and just destroying and rotting the situation. Out of that, people wonder, where's God? It seems like God's silent in all of this hate and race, hate and, and all the different things. But he's, he's not silent. He's there. We just aren't listening and we just aren't um, following him on this. I really do believe that even in the midst of this tragedy of where the enemy has been able to just rack us, God is going to bring something good out of these situations because God can turn any bad situation and bring out his glory. Now, how long it's going to take, I have no idea. We have been fighting racism uh, with the African-American culture uh, for decades, and it's still taking forever. And, and we've had racism with the Asian cultures and the Hispanic cultures, and it's starting to bubble up again for us to see. And in those situations, God is trying to help us see what we need to do. But we also continuously let sin bog down on us. And that's why I think we keep still having these troubles because sin is in this world. I did not mean to get on a rant about what is going on in the world. Um, but I, all of that to say, God is in every situation. This situation with Esther was a race thing. The Haman hated the Jews. He was racist towards the Jews. But God brought them out of it because he was still there. He equipped Esther with the bravery she needed to take the steps forward and to save her people. Folks, today, whatever race you are, Whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum of, of where God, how God created you. God can and will bring up somebody or somebodies to save his people. But the only way it's going to happen is if we ask him and bring him into the situations. He can do it without us asking. Esther shows us that. But it also reminds us 
that he is there and it's better to partner with him in these situations. I, I, for everything that's going on and that's been going on, I pray, I pray for the losses and for the people who are walking through this right now. Because I, I don't understand what they're going through because I have grown up in privilege. But I pray that God helps me understand and empathize and be there for them and listen to them. So that way we can seek after God and find the right solutions. Oh, okay. I'm going to move on for that. from that. Um, I did not plan on speaking about that, but when I wrote my notes for Esther, um, the shooting hadn't happened yet, and it just kind of clicked in my head today. Um, so yes, God, God is in all situations, even though we might not feel him, even though we might not see him, even though you might not believe in him, he is there. He is. And he is working in our favor. I promise you that. Oh, and then the last thing about Esther that I kind of want to talk about is her purpose. Oh my gosh, I'm like trying to switch gears. Sorry. Um, we're switching gears to her purpose. So Esther really shows her purpose in this. She has a purpose. God made her for a purpose to save her people. And, and I think I love 414 so much because it, it very much coincides with uh, the name of this podcast, which is Psalms 139.14, which is we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And because we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, God put us in positions for a reason. God put us in places for a reason because we are made a certain way. So that way we can do what we need to do in the situation God put us in. He has equipped us. We might not feel equipped. We, not, we might not feel worthy of it. But he equipped us to do this. He will give us everything we need to go through these situations. Even though we might not feel ready or we might not feel worthy of it. God did make us ready for it. We just got to believe that he's going to be with us and give us what we need to fulfill our purpose. So I want you to say this out loud to yourself, okay? What if I was put here for such a time as this? Okay, I'm going to say it again, and I want you to say it with me. Ready? I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. What if I was put here for such a time as this? What if? I want you to think about that. I want you to open your eyes to where you are and ask God, okay, God, why am I in this situation? Why am I in this job? Why am I in this town or in this country or wherever you are? What, why am I here? Open my eyes. Show me what I need to do next. Show me my purpose. Show me where you want me to show your love. Pour your love into me so then I can pour it out to everyone around me. 
That is what I'm calling you guys to do this week. Ask God to open your eyes so that you can see what breaks his heart. You can see why he put you in the job, in the school, in the family, in the town, in the neighborhood that you're in. It's important for us to ask God to open our eyes or we're not going to see anything and we're just going to blindly walk past when we could probably do something great in his name. Oh boy. So as I close Esther, we kind of got into some stuff that I was not planning, but I pray that something spoke to you today. I pray that, that God touched your heart today in some way, shape or form. Because it is all about him. Everything we do points back to God. And speaking of everything pointing back to God, next week, or actually this coming Sunday, is Easter Sunday. And I'm really excited because I'm going to do a bonus Easter episode that is going to uh, drop on Sunday the 4th for Easter. And then, of course, we'll have our regular first episode, our regular episode on Monday. So be on the lookout for the Easter episode on Sunday. Again, make sure you... Um, join the email group, which if you join the email group, you will get a blast when that podcast is out. So definitely join that link is below. And I think that's it. Oh, next, next month, we are going to be talking about volunteerism. Next month is technically uh, volunteer National Volunteer Week is during next month. And volunteering has been a huge part of my life uh, since well, actually forever. So I really want to talk about that because we are all fearfully and wonderfully made and we're all wired differently. And some of us are wired to volunteer. Like that's what we want to do all the time. And it was where God captured my heart to become a uh, youth and children's director. So we're going to be talking about it all next month. I'm hoping, I'm like crossing my fingers that we're going to have um, a guest speaker, um, someone who I volunteered with back in Indiana. So I, I can't say for certain, but more than likely the very last episode is going to be somebody. Crossing fingers, but don't hold me to it. But I'm really excited to talk about volunteering, not just volunteering in the church, but just volunteering in general um, in our society, because that is something I think we need to do more of, um, because it it really does help our hearts and help our souls when we serve others. So I don't want to get too much into that because I'll ruin my whole series next month. So I will see you guys next week. Remember, you are all fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm praying for you all, family. And don't be afraid to reach out to me. You can find me in Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Now I'm on Twitter. Uh, and you can always uh, check out my contact page on my website. And I would love to chat with you. Uh, thank you so much. And have a great rest of your week of March and your first week of April. Bye, family. Thank you for listening to the 13914 podcast with me, Ashley Danny, brought to you by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. I am so thankful that you came by to hang out with me today. And don't forget, 
You all are fearfully and wonderfully made. Till next time, everyone. Bye.